And we are back. WXVU, Villanova Radio, 89.1 The Roar. A little late start here. Kind of felt like I'm at the Super Bowl. You know, when they say start at 6.30, it really is going to start more like 7. But here we are, uh, 4.17 here at Villanova. We got like three inches of snow on the ground here, which is pretty nice, actually. Uh, Did not expect that. I was home yesterday in Jersey, and we got snow, but it didn't really stay. So, you know, some nice views out here. The drive-up was pretty nice going down 195 and down Pennsylvania Turnpike, snow on the ground. It It was a nice little drive today. So, yeah, anyway, big story today. It's obviously the Super Bowl, kind of a big game, big uh, two big teams here. Actually, not necessarily two big teams. Uh, the lowest-seeded Super Bowl in NFL history will take place at six, well, you know, like I said, not at six thirty today. Probably more like seven, but it's actually the two lowest-seeded NFL um, matchups, the two lowest-seeded teams to make up the matchup for a Super Bowl in the history of the sport. There, uh, two, both teams were the number four seed, uh, the Rams in the NFC and the Bengals in the AFC. So, yeah, very interesting matchup there. We got a lot of stories today. A lot of storylines going into today, today's game. I mean, that's clearly going to be their talking point for today. Obviously, we got a, about two, two and a half hours until kickoff. Really excited, actually, to uh, get a show in just before the Super Bowl sports talk show like this. Really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's get right into it. We got uh, the Rams and the Bengals, two, big, two, uh, two powerhouses. Listen, I know they're two, like I said, they're two of the lower-seeded teams. Um, they're like, you know, I think the NFL was like eight teams, I think, got in this year or seven. I think they went from six to seven this year. So, yeah, they're two, you know, mid-pack playoff teams going in. But, listen, the Rams are a powerhouse going in. I don't really want to hear anything other than that. They they got some superstars in that team. And, you know what, let's go into the Rams first. Let's uh, see what we got with them. So, you know, the big move of the Rams offseason last year was acquiring Matthew Stafford and uh, that's really paid off for them quite handsomely this year Stafford drafted by the Lions number one overall the year after they went 0-16 really great situation he went into in Detroit Uh, well not so much obviously Um, so yeah you know Stafford was a Lion for better part of like 10 I was like 10-12 years and really, you know, didn't find a lot of success. He got he didn't really have a lot of pieces around him. Obviously, he got to play with Megatron, you know, Calvin uh, Calvin Johnson for a little bit. But, you know, he didn't really go anywhere. No playoff games. Definitely, uh, obviously, no playoff wins. You know, uh, really uh, j- just kind of was wasting away out there in Detroit. And, you know, everyone knew how good Matthew Stafford was. It doesn't take... You know, he just is a great player, but really didn't have any kind of team around him. About a year ago, the Rams traded for Stafford. I think the the mark was actually a year ago on Sunday or Saturday of last weekend, which is pretty cool seeing that pop up. Um, I mean, that's instant success right there, playing in a Super Bowl year after you get traded to a team. I mean, there isn't much more anyone can ask for as a part of that deal. Um, pretty pretty big move for them. The Rams really looked good for most of this year. I mean, Stafford had a really great connection with Cooper Cup, and man, has Cooper Cup really come into his own this season? Doesn't take much explaining. I mean, 
The guy had an MVP caliber season for the wide receiver position, which is nearly unheard of. Um, oh, we got a call. I'll be taking uh, calls in, probably after the next commercial break. We'll get to that soon. But let's just open up the show here quickly with, you know, I want to preview the Super Bowl and we'll get into it. So, like I said, Cooper Cup, 16 touchdowns this year, I believe was 12 yards off of the receiving record. Um, for I believe he was behind Calvin Johnson. So, um, that's actually kind of an interesting stat if you think about it. Uh, you know, Stafford has thrown the has had the receiver with the most yards. I'm trying to word this the right way, but has been the Stafford's been the quarterback for the top two NFL receivers based on man. I'm botching this, but you get my point. You know, um, the most receiving yards in one season, like I said, was Calvin Johnson. I think of the year's 2012, and number two is Cooper Cup for this year, which is a uh, yeah, he had an explosive year, 16 touchdowns. Like I said, an MVP caliber year from a wide receiver is very, very, very rare. Obviously, he didn't win it. Aaron Rodgers won his fourth MVP on, was it Saturday or Sunday night? No, Friday night, Friday night. Um, I think it used to be the Saturday night before. I always thought it was like the night before the Super Bowl, but I guess it doesn't make sense when you know a lot of the guys who end up winning those awards, a lot of them end up being in the, the game, You know, obviously for good reason. But, um, uh, yeah, so, like I said, Cooper Cup, we'll get on the MVP talk maybe later if someone wants to call and talk about that because I, I was looking at some stats uh, after Rodgers named MVP, and I don't know. I mean, Tom, I know we had a Tom Brady love fest a couple of uh, couple weeks ago, but um, me and producer Kylie, but his stats actually look a lot better than, um, than, than uh, Aaron Rodgers. So a couple other pieces, big, big names on the Rams. we got Odell Beckham. As a former Giants fan myself, uh, not a big fan of his. Like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I guess I've kind of I, – I don't know. I, I know there's Giants fans that are really rooting for him. There's some Giant fans that don't really like him, and I'm just kind of in the middle. I'm like, I don't really care. I mean, the guy, you know, he had a couple, you know, a lot of highlight plays with the Giants, but we didn't win anything with him, and he was kind of a crybaby a lot, so kind of a head case. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of neutral on him. Uh, you know, big piece, though, for the Rams. He's really – uh, found a great situation with them. He was kind of wasting away with the Browns, obviously the Giants too, but the Browns and, you know, everyone kind of clowned him and his dad who was making a lot of comments about Baker Mayfield when uh, he was trying to leave, leave the Browns. Um, but to he was right. I mean, he looks a lot better on this Rams team. He's getting Stafford's making him look good, and he's making Stafford look good. So really good one-two punch for the Rams and the, the receiving end right there. And I think the the two big players on defense for the Rams, two studs, is going to be Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And I've been debating with some people from home about this game coming up. And they who know who they are, if they're listening right now, they, they know I'm talking about them. I won't name names. They might call in at some point. Um, but I've been calling. I'll make my official prediction uh, at some point during the show. I'll put it out there. Um, but I've been saying Aaron Donald might win the, the Super Bowl, probably win the Super Bowl MVP today, and I say that based on just the the, the Bengals O line has not been great. It's been holding up enough to keep them in the game, but it's certainly the, the O line for the Bengals has not been very great. And you know this is probably the best defense that the Rams or not the Rams, sorry, the Bengals are going to face or that they've faced through the playoffs up until this point. Aaron Donald is a beast, and even if they try to double him, well, good luck trying to cover Von Miller. 
So yeah, big couple big dudes uh, coming in there. Well, you know what's funny? Aaron Donald's actually I think only six one. So you know, not a really big defensive lineman, but uh, truly one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. He is yearly yearly candidate for defensive player of the year. I don't know where he finished in this year in that race. I know uh, T.J. Watt ended up winning this year, well-deserved. And then the other big uh, player on defense I'd like to highlight is Jalen Ramsey, cornerback cornerback for the Rams, and he – He's you know he's been in the league for a while. He's a lockdown corner, and he's gonna have his work cut out for him with Jamar Chase, who we will get to in a moment. But yeah, big, big couple of guys there. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's probably one of the better corners in the NFL. He is a really great football player. Just that's just just how you that's how the cookie crumbles. A great player is a lockdown corner, and he's gonna be a big could have a big impact on this game today. So, and looking at the Bengals side of things, we got obviously Joe Burrow becoming a star. He's last, uh, probably last month now since the playoffs have started, he is becoming a, a star in, the, in this league. And obviously when you're drafted first overall, you know, it, it, it's, you're going to have a following from the get-go, but man, he is really coming into his own these last couple of weeks, especially big comeback um, against the Chiefs. They're down 18 points. I believe it was 18, going into the half. And, uh, you know, it's a big credit to the Bengals' defense as well. But, you know, Burrow just is a really just steady quarterback. He's not going to make too many mistakes. You know, he's just going to go out there and he's going to keep you in this game. And, you know, when you got – he's got a great connection with uh, Jamar Chase, their best wide receiver. He actually Burrow's teammate at LSU when they won a national championship a few years ago. So great connection there. Probably the two big players on the Bengals' offense. I am so excited for this game tonight. Um, really can't wait. You know, and, and an interesting stat that my good friend Giuseppe brought up last week when he called in was uh, home team teams that play in their stadium for the Super Bowl are one and zero. The Bucks won last year in Tampa. So, yep. And also, before we get to commercial here, and then I'll start taking all your calls, uh, I'd like to shout out my mom, uh, Amy Tanella. It's her birthday today. Um, I hope she has a great day. I believe there is some carrot cake in her future today. I'm a little jealous. I would love some carrot cake. But, you know, Mom, I love you. Thank you for tuning in if you are. And... Uh, it might be my dad calling in or my mom calling in right now. But we're going to go to a commercial in a second. I just want to let you know, Mom, um, I love you, and I hope you have a great day. I wish you'd be home for dinner tonight, but I can't do on the radio. So, and, uh, yeah, so we have a good one, Mom. And we will be back. The phone number is 610-519-7202. 610-519-7202. I actually... If you follow the Instagram account by any chance, I actually put that up. It's saved under um, the highlight part. I'm sure all of you are so interested in that. And before we go to commercial, don't forget that WXVU is your home for Villanova sports. Listen to live play-by-play of Villanova Wildcats basketball and football games um, with Pat Kapur, uh Dan Winkler, and Nick Tanella, myself, on the call. Um 
listen to 89.1 The Roar for all your coverage of Villanova sports. We uh, will be back. We're celebrating Valentine's Day weekend at Villanova with the most romantic love songs of all time. Thanks for listening to V891 The Roar. Uh, like to shout out producer Kylie, not in the studio today. She's got a soccer game. I believe she's listening right now from soccer. So, hi, producer Kylie. Hope you're doing well. Uh, she did text me this cool article that Clark Harris, a Manahawka native, is going to the Super Bowl as a long slapper, long slapper, long snapper for the Bengals. So, pretty cool guy, actually near my hometown um, of Manahawkin. I'm from Brick, but close enough. Uh, Clark Harris is the long snapper, leave number 46, so pretty cool. Um, all right, we'll, uh, we'll take your calls now. The number is 610-519-7202. Uh, Super Bowl, big game. Uh, oh, Lexi, teammate of Kylie, wants me to say hi. Hello, Lexi, how you doing? Um, anyway, back to the Super Bowl. Uh, big game today. Can't wait. Um... Like I said, big game. Uh, oh, perfect. Bad call. That was perfect. This is WXVU. Tanellis Takes. You're on the air. How's it going, Nick? How you doing? It's Quinn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just want to say that I completely agree with your take on Aaron Donald. Gotcha. The Super Bowl. Gotcha. He, I think... Okay, so I think they're basically both teams are evenly matched, but like Aaron Donald is just gonna take over. That's my thing. Is like you know they've had trouble with the Chiefs defensive line and the the Raiders defensive line, the Titans defensive line. Like this is one of the better lines in the NFL they're gonna face. You know. Yeah, they've like like they got sacked nine times against the Titans. Yeah, like, and like their their pass rush is good. But, like, Aaron Donald is, like, generational defensive tackle. I think he's going to wreck everything. Aaron Donald, so you know, like, you know, like how they do the top 100 players every year, the, like, the players vote? Mm-hmm. They, I think yeah. Aaron Donald is top two. He's been top two for the last, like, seven years. Yeah, that makes sense. He's just, he, like you said, he's a generational tackle. And listen, they could double him, and, they, you know, this isn't his first Super Bowl. You know, he didn't, I don't think he made a crazy impact a couple of years ago against the, uh, against the Patriots, but I just think that this O-line, and even if it's not Aaron Donald, I think if they try to double him, you still got Von Miller. And not, not that Von Miller is what he was, but, you know. Um, yeah. They have a really, really good uh, uh, D-line. So so what what's your pick for this game? It'll be on the record. You got score, winner, and uh, MVP. What do you got? Uh, I think the Bengals, I don't think they'll be out of it, but I definitely think the Rams are going to win. I got them winning 
35-31. That's a good game. I, I'm hoping for a close game like that. I, I think it's going to be a little more spread out, but I, I mean, that would be a fun game, high scoring. Uh, and who do you think is going to be the MVP? Aaron Donald. Yeah. Aaron Donald will be MVP. I think I think we're due for a non-quarterback, or I mean Julian. I know Julian Edelman won it a few years ago, but I think we're due for a defensive like. Uh, wait, wait, didn't didn't who won it for the Patriot Rams Super Bowl? Um, that might have been Edelman. Was it? I think. No, I think Edelman won the. No, he he didn't win it for the Falcon game, right? Oh, it might have been the um, Falcon game. Because I I thought I know one of the Brady Super Bowls with the Patriots he didn't win the MVP but uh I don't know I don't know I feel like we're due for a big defensive lineman like Von Miller Broncos esque Super Bowl performance so we'll see we'll see uh, how about how about your Dolphins though how about uh, what are your thoughts on the state of the Dolphins um well the I don't like Stephen Ross. <laughs> That whole situation is not fun. Why, why is that? I what do, what could he have done? What what money could he have been throwing in a certain direction that would make you say that? Um, maybe. Well, for starters, he could have paid the coach to win. <laughs> that might have been helpful. But <laughs> oh my gosh, Gwen! Oh my goodness! I listen, listen. I'll let you talk in a second. I just want to say. We got Quinn from Brick on the line, or from Manasquan today. I don't know where you're at right now, Quinn. Um, we got Quinn from Brick on the line, diehard Dolphins fan, and he was telling me sophomore year of high school how great Tua Tagalua and when he was in Alabama, how great of a Dolphin he was going to be, and Brian Flores was going to take the Dolphins to a Super Bowl in like two years, and now Brian Flores is out, and we all know Tua stinks. So what are your thoughts? Well, it's not over yet. Because Mike McDaniel, he's just we had we had Adam Gase. He wasn't great. We had Flores. He was good. He wasn't great. He's a great. But coach. now we have now we have Mike McDaniel. We have Mick Cochin, and he's gonna he's gonna completely flip our offense. And then Tua's gonna win MVP in two years. <laughs> he's gonna win in the MVP. Oh my God. Oh come on, Quinn. Come on. I'm yeah, cracking just, up right just, now. You'll see. You'll see. And then and then when it happens, I'll, I told you so. Quinn, are you going to join the two add-on cult? That is, uh, I, I know you're, I think you rejoined Twitter last week just to join that, the Tua cult account. Uh, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? You, you big um, fa- I bet you're a big fan of them. Yeah, they, ha, they're ha, pretty has, good. Has it been you I, the whole time? Um... I, I don't think I can legally comment on that, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe. Oh, my God. Well, that's great. All right, so we got 35-31 Rams, and we got Aaron Donald MVP is our first um, first prediction here on WXVU. Love it, Quinn. Thank you always for calling in. It's a great call from Quinn right there. Thank you so much, Quinn, if you're, I'm not sure if you're listening from home still. Love talking to you, buddy. Um, yeah. Quinn, big Dolphins fan, much, very much an optimist. Um, can't say I'm the same about the Dolphins, nor am I the same about the, uh, nor am I the same about the Giants. So, well, let's see. That's what I'm saying. I everyone's sleeping Aaron Donald right now. I'm just saying I could see a big performance from him. One interesting thing I like to point out, uh, Quinn, if you if you're still listening to, 
this applies to your take would be 35-31 would be a pretty high-scoring game for a defensive player to win, uh, like to be a big impact player. But, hey, you never know. Um, yeah, right, yeah, lines are still open. Great first call from Quinn there. 610-519-7202 is the phone number. Um, I, I guess I'll put out my take. So I, I had it on the Instagram if you follow uh, Tanella's I think it's Tanella's underscore take, or t- sorry, Tanella's underscore uh, takes, and uh, I just post stuff about the show, post some like you know memes and stuff about whatever's going on in the sports world, just uh, put stuff out there and um, kind of keep you guys updated about the show. Um, so I think I posted on that account or my own account. I believe it's going to end up being thirty-one twenty Rams, and I say Donald wins uh, MVP. I think me and Quinn are kind of in lockstep with that prediction there. So, listen, I, I'm just, you know, I think we're due, and I think the Bengals' O-line is not going to hold up very well. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I know, oh, yes, thank you, producer Kylie, sent me some good stats about Burrow and Stafford. So, um, some interesting looks at the passer rating stats for both quarterbacks. So, I don't know. I know passer rating is like a, it's kind of a weird stat, and, like, I think the max for a passer rating uh, is like 165.2, like some really, really obscure number. I don't exactly know how it's calculated. I just know that like if you're in the hundreds, you're playing pretty well. Um, so if you want to compare uh, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow this season, they have pretty much the exact same passer rating when there's a clean pocket. Um, they both work really well when there's no pressure, of course. They're two Super Bowl quarterbacks, as they should. Um, when they're under pressure... Uh, Joe Burrow has a passer rating of 89.6, and Stafford has a QBR, which is what a quarterback rating is, of 80.1. So uh, Burrow probably working out of more pressure situations this year. Um, so I'm not surprised by that. And when they're blitzed, though, however, this is actually pretty interesting. When they're blitzed, uh, Matthew Stafford's quarterback rating is 131.5. And Joe Burrows is 120.2. So uh, both actually play pretty well under pressure. I mean, Joe Burrows has been working under pressure a lot this year. But uh, Stafford, when he's blitzed, plays at an elite quarterback level. And Burrow, Burrow's pretty close too. But, uh, yeah, pretty interesting right there. Um, thank you, Producer Kylie, for sending in some pretty good stats there today. A lot of, a lot of good work from the, uh, from the soccer surf today. So thank you for that, Producer Kylie. Um, yeah, so a lot of lot of cool storylines today. We got um, just, uh, you know what's actually pretty interesting. I, I would say going into this game is the Rams playing in their home stadium and how like this feels kind of normal this year because last year, I mean last year didn't have as much of an effect because most of the games throughout the season last year there was like limited fans if and I mean like the Giants had no. Giants had no fans there. I'm sure there'd be some jokes about that, um, but because of the COVID restrictions, um, I, I don't know what the capacity was for the Bucks last Super Bowl. I get the last Super Bowl when they won. Um, I don't. Th- I, I want to say it was 100, percent but it didn't look 100. I don't remember. I, that was a while ago. I haven't really watched like like highlights of that game in a while. Um, but it didn't really feel like that big of a home field advantage. I know obviously the Bucks rolled in that game because they just. You know, their defense was really good. And the off at the Chiefs' O-line kind of collapsed on Mahomes. They were pretty banged up. 
but yeah, I remember how weird it was last year to think about, and then like you get to the game, and like yeah, obviously they're playing in their own stadium, but you kind of forget. I don't want to say you forget that, but it's not as obvious as like you would think it is. Obviously, they dress it up pretty well for the. Um, they dress it up pretty well for the Super Bowl. They try to make it look neutral. So pretty weird, though. I mean, it never happened. It's never happened in the history of the sport until last year, and now it's twice. This is the second time in a row it's happened. So kind of a weird nuance in the NFL this year. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. Um, I would love to go to SoFi Stadium. That's the where the game's going to be held in a couple hours. I've heard a lot of cool things about it. There's no air conditioning in the stadium it's an open-air stadium, but it's still somehow kind of climate-controlled. So I don't really know the science behind that. I'm not nearly smart enough to understand the science behind that. But kind of a weird uh, way they have it there. I know the tickets for the game, I want to say, were like minimum like four and a half grand a ticket. I'm sure it's another few hundred to a thousand plus for parking passes. I mean, this is... Super Bowl, you know, it's it's never cheap. I would love, and I'm sure, you know, I'm one of a billion people who could say the same thing. I'd love to go to a Super Bowl one year, but gosh darn, it is not. It's like you're paying for like a full week at Disney and some going to a three-hour football game. I mean, yeah, you get a pretty cool concert in the middle. I, I've never been to that in a halftime show. But, um, yeah, crazy. I mean, I, I saw it's – some of the really good seats you can pay like 20 grand for. I mean, this is not really a game. You're in attendance if you're the common man. And if you are, you're working your tail off for a lot, for a long time to pay for some tickets. So, all right, really quick break coming up here. We will be back very shortly. Um, the Villanova Tech Zone is a free resource for helping students, faculty, and staff troubleshoot their technological needs. Contact us at 610-519-777. The number is 610-519-777. Chat with us online or visit our law school, Falvey Library, or the New Commons office. For more information, please visit unit.villanova.edu. I'll be back shortly. The number is 610-519-7202. Call in. Get your predictions out now because they will be on the record forever. And if you're right, you get bragging rights. No money, though. We're not, I'm not putting money on this. But uh, I'm not going to pay you either if you're right. But uh, maybe I'll give you a high five. So, all right, we'll be back. Crush them all night long. And we're going to wake up Monday morning with the Rams and Super Bowl champions. And everyone's going to be pretty upset that Burrow didn't get to showcase much of his style. That's what I'm saying. And I really think that's, that might be the only time I've ever agreed with you so strongly in anything. Because that is exactly what I think this game is going to end up being. Do I want that to happen? No. Like, like, do I like? Do I put money? Not that I'm actually betting, but would I put money on the Rams? Yes, but in my, I want to see Joe Burrow go out there and run the table. I just don't expect it. Could I ask you for one hot take? One um, out of the park, uh, crazy shot. Um, I got a thick of one. Um, I think that Odell Beckham. If we're going crazy hot take, we'll go. Odell has four touchdowns. Four touchdowns? All right. Well, you want a hot take. That's about as, that's a pretty crazy one. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk to you Monday morning, see how it goes. Yeah, we'll talk to you later, Jack. Thank you. All right. See ya. One second, folks.
Oh my lord. Every week with these phones, I gotta get better at this. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. All right. Not sure what that was about. Anyway, back to the Super Bowl. Great call from Jack from Brick there. The number is 610-519-7202. Trying to drop the line here so we can... Oh, maybe. Got something. All right. Should work now, folks. Nope. Don't press that. Every week with me and these phones, man, I need some... I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyway, yeah, I, I was on the Odell... That was, a, that was about as hot take as a crazy hot take as you get. Will he get four touchdowns? No. I do not see that happening. So do not quote me on that. But Jack wanted a crazy hot take, and that's what I'm going to go with because why not? Why not? So, yep, the number is 610-519-7202. Big game tonight. Um, that's kind of the story of the day today. I mean, I can go into some other stuff. I saw a report today that the Bucks are going to heavily go after Deshaun Watson. They're doing a lot of, you know, Research on him. I don't know what that means. They didn't think they didn't find anything. They find a lot of, not gonna find a lot of good things there. And I believe they are gonna go hard after trying to trade for Russell Wilson. And I I think this would be pretty good for the Bucks. I don't think it's time for them to give up and blow everything up. I really think that, you know, they got a talented team there still. Gronk doesn't seem to be retiring yet. Well, he might be leaving Tampa from various reports from what I've seen. But it looks like he isn't retiring yet, which is really surprising. Um, they still got you. Still got Mike Evans. You still got Chris Godwin. I don't know if I don't think any of those guys are coming off for agency. You still have a really good defense. You know, you you have a great, you have a pretty good O line. Like you, you have like you know Tom Brady. I get it. He's a goat. Whatever the whole thing. We do a whole love fest on him another time. But you know. If you put another very talented quarterback in that position, I think they'd find some success. So I, I think that if the Bucks can get someone, I think that'd be I think they'd find a lot of success. I don't think a lot of you are ready for the Aaron Rodgers to the Bucks conversation. Now, to be honest, from you know, I saw some clips of Aaron Rodgers' uh, speech the other night when he accepted his MVP award, and he seems. I mean, listen, this is all very topical. Like, we don't really know a lot of what goes on behind the scenes, but. He seemed really happy about just doing what he does, and he's had a lot of nice things to say about his head coach. A lot of nice things. So I don't know. I mean, I don't. He seemed happy enough after the the play. I mean, not you know, no one's happy when they lose in the playoffs, but he seemed content enough with his situation. And he's just said like how happy, like this is probably his favorite season ever. And I don't know. I mean, he's just a weird guy, Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, NFL free agency. I don't know when the official date for that is. I don't know when that. I don't know what that sound was. Uh, I don't know the official date for that. I just know that you know pretty quickly after the Super Bowl ends. You know, if you follow the NFL, you know there's always you want you want the next story like what's coming next. You know, the Super Bowl. Once the game's over, you know you can kind of see how the storylines are with that, with who wins and. Um, but after the game's over, it's like, all right, what's next? So, you know, baseball isn't providing much. You know, I don't know if I want to go too far. Now. There really isn't much to go into about baseball. It's just a bunch of angry rich people getting mad at angry richer people. And it's kind of sad. I mean, what MLB is trying to do, MLB is 
destroying itself right now. I mean, is the sport going to collapse? No, but, you know, people are just going to come back. I'm going to come back and watch it. But it's really like the last um, work stoppage. I mean, it hasn't been an official work stoppage yet, but at, like, you know, the last work stoppage in 1994, it's just a really gross uh, thing to kind of watch unfold. I know that MLB... One of the things they wanted to do, I don't know if it was in federal, I don't know how the whole process works, but they suggested not paying minor leaguers right now because uh, they're still, I forget the word they use, but because they're not technically professionals, which was pretty disrespectful to all those guys. Um, I mean, those guys barely make anything anyway, which is gross unto itself, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that all plays out. I, I don't have a lot of confidence there. I, I follow a lot of MLB people online, and uh, you know, there's some fans out there with a little too much optimism and a little, just way too optimistic about the people that run the sport. I I think that both sides are willing to drag this out as long as possible because they just don't care about the fans. I mean, listen, and and being all very realistic here, sports leagues don't really care about you that much. I mean. If you're the commissioner of the NFL, you really I, I'm I really I sound very negative right now, but realistically, if MLB cared about its fans at all, if they didn't want to keep spitting in his face all the time, they'd actually listen to what the fans say, and they don't really do that, you know. And the NFL doesn't either. Most of some sports are good about it. the NBA is, and I think that's really a credit to their to their leadership, and it's why they're finding so much success this, you know, in the past decade or so, and why they've surpassed baseball in um, viewership, is because they actually have a pulse of the young fan, and it's kind of a really boring thing to talk about, when, especially when it comes to baseball, about, like, you know, what MLB can do better and stuff. I mean, I hear this conversation all the time. It's just like, you know, there's just a lot of things that they do, and it just seems very, you know looking out for like what's going on right now and you know it's it's just very gross what's going on the 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 lead, the union too so the, not to get into too far of a discussion about this but you know MLB has locked out the all the people all the players in the union so it means you know no games can go on to the lockout ends they are in a bitter you know um I don't even know the term for it i'm not well versed in this type of language but you know it's just they're in a labor disputes labor war and about how much they should be paid and it's just you know one you know both sides try to paint a picture and they both in my opinion personally both look pretty bad you know a lot of people are quick to jump to the player side nowadays with players being so easily available to to reach out to and talk to which is good and they've they've been pretty transparent about what they want the owners are not. They kind of just sit by their lawyers and they let them, you know, put all the stuff out there. But I think the players get very greedy too. I think the players aren't willing to make too many concessions. Like, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you know, I think it's good that really what it comes down to is the big players that make a million, you know, a million dollars a game, you know, they look bad in this situation. But, you know, these these labor talks that they do, the Max Scherzers that are going to make $40 million next year. Obviously, he doesn't need to make more per year. That's not what he's fighting for. He's, you know, a big star in the league. He is looking out for and trying to allow the force the owners to pay more for the guys that don't make as much money, that are on the minimum. But, you know, to be fair, the Major League Baseball minimum salary is like $600,000 a year. Like, these guys aren't making breadcrumbs anymore. So, you know... 
We'll see. I know the player, they're, the players want more, and you know they should get more than what they're getting. You know, the, because not like I said, you know the big guys, the Mike Trout's are gonna make four hundred million dollars because you know, there how many Mike Trout's are there? It's easy to do that, but you know the leagues, like all sports leagues in the last 15, 20 years, have exploded in revenue. You know, I think the the bottom MLB teams were worth. million a decade ago, and now they're all worth upwards of a billion dollars. These guys are literally sitting on piles of cash. So, you know, listen, you own an MLB team, you're you're a rich guy in general, you want to have as much money as you can, that's how you got there. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's other guys that are earning you that money, and, you know, they deserve, you know, a fair slice of the pie, but, you know, what determines a fair slice? So, I felt like that could have gotten really political there, if you apply that to, like, real jobs outside of sports. But um yeah, the number is 6105197202. Get your calls in now before the game. Get your picks out there now. It will be on record. It will be on Apple Podcasts as the show is now. Um if you look up Tanella's takes, it should come up under X- WXVU Villanova Radio. Um yeah, so get your picks out there and you know, make sure you tune in tonight. You know, I, I think another interesting story going into this game, too, is the halftime show, and I'm kind of confused by it. Not that I really care a lot about it. Uh, it sounded really childish to be like, oh, I don't care about it, but... But, you know, it's kind of weird this year. Usually there's kind of a headline band or a headline um, person, obviously. But this year I think they're doing, like, five or six artists. I want to say it's, like... Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and like, I don't know, a couple other famous people. I really don't have an idea of who. Um, but I don't really know how they're going to do it this year. It'll be pretty interesting. Um, I know the weekend's performance last year was from, I watched, I actually think I watched that halftime show. It was pretty interesting. It was kind of cool. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what we get this year. I'm, I don't know how they're going to work it. Some A lot of talented artists in there. Um, LA, City of. Stars? I don't know if there's an actual, uh, I'm sure there's a slogan for LA, but um, yeah, I mean, that's really the big story today. We got the Rams and the Bengals. All right, we're going to take another quick break, and then we got the final 20 minutes or so of this show. And um, yeah, the. Uh, um, you have a voice for radio. Do you need to get your hands on audio or video gear? Does journalism or writing interest you? How about photography and capturing memories? Villanova's media organizations are open to all all majors and include WXVU, 89.1, VTV, Tech Crew, the Villanovian, the Villa Novin. Oh, sorry. Uh, and the Bel Air Yearbook. Come hang out with an awesome group of creative students and find your home in Villanova's media program. Stop by Doherty 102 to learn more. Brought to you by the Office of Student Involvement, Student Media Programs. It's very rarely worded. Anyway, um, yeah, we will be back shortly. Tanella's takes. We're going to go all the way through about 5.30, give or take a couple of minutes there at the end. Um, all right, so we'll get to any of your calls as they come in. The number is... Sorry about that. 610-519-7202. The number is 610-519-7202. It's also my Instagram if you need it. Um, All right. So interesting thing to look at here. Uh, 
just thought about this during the break is some of the prop bets at the Super Bowl and some of the odds this year. I don't have any money in this game. I like to put that out there. I am underage, and I would get in a lot of trouble if it was found out I had bets in this game. I don't. I don't even really like betting. Um, I don't want to put my money on it and stuff that I can't control, but hey, that's just me. But looking at the odds is always pretty fun. So, you know, there's there's odds in everything, and now that sports betting is uh, legal in a lot of places, it's easy to get odds on a lot of different things. So uh, a couple of different things they do the odds on, and I'll, I'll actually break down what they are, is uh, the first one is the coin toss. So in Super Bowl history, uh, it's been tails 29 uh, times as opposed to heads 26 times. So pretty even split there. But in the last four years, it's been heads three times. So um, I don't know. I think that's kind of a dumb bet. Um, it's literally 50-50. Like there is no way – like there is no information that you can be given that would be like, yes, I'm going to go with tails today or yes, I'm going to go with heads today. Like I'll get to the next one is the length of the national anthem next like, it doesn't matter what the humidity is or what the wind is. If you bet on the coin toss, uh, you're literally – I, I think it's a stupid bet. But, hey, it's a pretty interesting stat there. It's 29 to 26 tails to heads in the history of the Super Bowl. This is a pretty interesting one to me is the length of the national anthem. So this year, uh, country music star Mickey Goiton – I'm so sorry if I botched that name. Mickey Goiton or Guyton. Um, uh, her over-under um, number – I. Don't, where do the odds come from? They came from... Uh, I don't know where this article got these odds from. But anyway, the over-under for Mickey Guyton's performance is a minute 40, which is actually apparently a really low line because they said that the last 16 Super Bowls, it's averaged about two minutes for a national anthem. So 20 seconds less... Um, but Guyton did her national anthem at the National Memorial Day concert last year at a minute 23. So, I mean, maybe she's going to go for a little more, you know, enthusiasm or whatever uh, today. But uh, the line's at a minute 40. She did a 123 last year and apparently did a great job. Um, we'll see. I, I, man, minute 40. That's a really short national anthem. Like, you are getting paid a lot of money and you are going to get a lot of attention. You're only going to use a minute 40. I feel like you got to take advantage of that situation more. I'm going to go with the over on that, over a minute 40 for the national anthem length for Mickey Guyton. I want to make sure I catch that. Um, this is a pretty cool one. The jersey number of the first touchdown scored. So you got to think about that for a second. It doesn't say offensive touchdown. It just says touchdown. So obviously the 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 probably the favorite for that would be a receiver on any team. You can go with Cooper Cup, Odell. Jamar Chase, um, any of those guys are probably like, you know, the, the the easy bets there. But, you know, it just says touchdown, so it could be a defensive touchdown. And we've seen, I remember that Broncos uh, Seahawks Super Bowl years ago at MetLife, that terrible, terrible Super Bowl. I want to say the, what was it, the missed snap from the Broncos? I don't, was that a touchdown? That might have been a safety. Either way, the, the Broncos snapped the ball early. Peyton wasn't ready, and the ball went in the end zone, and the Seahawks scored. Like I said, I don't know if that was a touchdown or a safety, but you get my point. You know, it could be anyone on the field could get a touchdown, realistically. So, unless they're kicking an extra point or something like that. So, you know, we'll see. I think my personal pick for the first jersey number. Um, 
man, that's tough because you could pick a number if they're shared by two pretty good guys instead of like like Cooper Cup's number 10, but I don't know who number 10 is in the Bengals. So, you know, if you pick two like mid-tier guys with the same number, that's actually probably a safer bet. But you know what? Cooper Cup has been a machine this year. I'm going to go with number 10 being the first touchdown to score. If I can find who number 10 is in the Bengals, that might make me feel a little better about myself. I will look that up, but we'll get back to that in a moment. Who is number 10? Number 10 on the Bengals. If someone knows and wants to text me that, that'd be cool too. Kevin Huber. Uh, nope, that guy's from... Yes? Yes, Kevin Huber. Oh, he's a punter. Awesome. All right, so we got uh, probably the best... One of the best offensive players in the league this year, and we got a punter. It's the two two people that my pick are to score the first touchdown of the game. Awesome. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, next one is how many players will have a passing attempt? That is an interesting bet. The over-under is two and a half, so pretty much if you take the over, you're betting that one other player. Oh, we'll take that call in a moment after this thing here. One other player on the field could uh do that i mean we saw with the philly special a few years ago so it is very possible we will get back to that let's take this call all right don't know what that was about someone did call though so Anyway, the line might still be closed. Okay. Man, I need I need producer Kylie here. I need someone working the phones for me. Really annoying. All right, whatever. Whatever. I'm done with the phones. If you want to call in, good luck because thank you. All right, we got another call. <laughs> awesome. All right, you're out to Nellis Takes. What's your name? Where you're from? Uh, this is Greg from Brick. There you go. Hey, Thank you, Greg from Brick. I was that. <laughs> hey, and speaking of Super Bowl. No, no, no. Wait, Greg from Brick. Greg from Brick. Greg from Brick. I missed the first part. What happened? Oh, uh, famous caller from uh, WFAN, the fan. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway, what do you got for us today? <laughs> I said, uh, talking all things Super Bowl. What about commercials? Top ten commercials. I was just looking at some of them. Uh, I there's one with Doctor. Uh, Dr. Evil, I'm looking forward to. I did oh, see that. Forward to yeah, there's some good uh, good commercials to expect. That's always part of a fun Super Bowl. I did see that, yeah. that. I, I mean, the commercials, I feel like, in the past few years have kind of been a letdown. Um, yeah. Not all of them, but there hasn't been as many good ones, I feel like, in recent years. Uh, I know the Budweiser one's always kind of cool. It's never really that funny with the Clydesdales, but it's cool. Usually they'll throw, like, yeah, a puppy or something, yeah. too. Um, I know Jim Carrey. Or something, uh, Jim Carrey's doing the Verizon one this year. Oh, so that'll and, be uh, one. I think, uh, I think another one is Lindsay Lohan is actually going to be doing it. What's she going to be doing? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure what she was doing it for. I'm just going through a couple of them, but the Doctor Evil one. I'm actually, I'm, I haven't seen it. I just uh, like saw like a quick snippet of. I saw a trailer for that. It's funny. I mean, these these companies pay a lot, and it's like six million dollars a commercial for thirty seconds. They will put out commercials for these commercials. Yeah. They'll they'll run them on like normal TV. It'll be like 
watch out on, you know, on the, they'll put the date of the Super Bowl and like be ready. And it's like Dr. Evil. It's like a 10 second commercial for, <laughs> it's a commercial for a commercial. Yeah. Like just, uh, and then the money that's spent on the actual Super Bowl commercial. Well, yeah, just the, just to have the 30 second slot itself is like $6 million. So, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> What are your thoughts on the halftime, or not the halftime, sorry, the anthem length? The over-under is a minute 40. Um, do you think that's a pretty, that's a pretty yeah. short anthem? What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think, I believe he's a country singer. I think it's going to go, I'm going to go over. You go over? I, think, I don't think he's going to shorten it up. I think he's going to go, oh, I think it's It's over. actually a she this year. Oh, uh, what they're saying. It's, it's Mickey Goit. Oh, I it says Mickey Guyton. I have never, I have never heard that name, but apparently she killed it uh, last year at some concert. Oh, all right. Well, then that should be good. Well, I feel like Exciting. that's the thing, though. A minute forty. Listen, there's, it's estimated upwards of a hundred to two hundred million people will be watching. You're only going to take a minute forty. I feel like you go to at least two. No, right, exactly. You're gonna, you're, you're on the Super Bowl stage. You're gonna give it your best performance. Yeah, you're take gonna your blow time. it out. You want it to be remembered. Yeah, so. Uh, oh, I don't really have a, I don't have a score, but my pick is uh, I, I see the Bengals, uh, the young Joe Burrow, even though uh, I think the the Rams, you know, have a good chance too. And I know their quarterback has been putting in uh, years into the NFL. He's certainly a worthy worthy candidate. But uh, I like the young Joe Burrow. I like to see You're the, gonna go Burrow. The Bengals come away with it. Yep. You gotta give me a score. <laughs> It'll be close. I think it's gonna be a close. I need two like random numbers put together, and that can be your score. Two random numbers. Okay. Obviously, have to be it, football uh, numbers. Keep it, like, it has to be above low, 30. I'm going <laughs> to keep it low. I'm going to go uh, 14 for the Rams. And uh, I'm going to say, let's see, two, 17. 17 for the Browns. The or Bengals. the Bengals, rather. 17 yeah, two, 14. Two score. Yeah, two two scores and a field goal. Definitely going to be a field goal in play. Oh yeah, there's always going to be a field goal. I mean, I feel like teams early, especially earlier in the game, are going to want to put the points out as much as they can. Point, point on the board. And you're going to think you think Bengal, you think Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl MVP, or you think Jamar Chase, the, he's their best wide receiver. Do you think he gets a Super Bowl MVP? I, I think if they end up winning, I think it, it'll go to the quarterback. I think it'll it go almost to always does. Yeah, unless something, unless there's you know spectacular catches, but even then, you still relate that back to the quarterback making the pass, even though the, the receiver's the guy out uh, hanging out there making the, the play at that point. But I think it would be Burrow if the Bengals win. Yeah, yeah it's, it's usually what they, that's usually the easy go-to. I mean, it's, listen, it's the guy throwing the football. Greg from Brick, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Um, any plans for the game right, tonight? What, what are your plans for the game tonight? Heading over uh, to the Coxes. Uh, we were originally going to be here, but we're going to go across the street and have a NFL Super Bowl party across the street at the neighbor's house. What is what is the food that you are expecting to chow down on tonight? <laughs> well, uh, there's actually several dips uh, that your mom's making, even though it's her birthday. Um, two famous, two famous dips, one that uh, Tom's actually looking forward to. And then I'm actually bringing shrimp. That's for me. Maybe bringing shrimp over. Ooh, well, sounds like a good time. And, we, and I have the, the custom cupcakes. Custom, cu- custom oh, cupcakes. Oh, I. You know what's terrible? I forgot to take one with me back to the back up here. I know. 
You didn't remind oh, me. Wings. I came back to pick up those wings, and you didn't even you didn't even say, "Hey, take a cupcake." Was it on purpose? I'm gonna say I, no. But I'm gonna say yes. You know actually, yeah. <laughs> I think you. I think you were like, "Oh yeah, Nick." You know, I remember I told you about those cupcakes, but of course I have enough going on. You were gonna remind me a second time, so. I was going I had a lot going on. That's unfortunately now that 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 cupcake, which. I was going to go to producer Kylie. I believe you were going to. I was going to be a nice person here to producer Kylie. So good luck dealing with her later when I tell yeah. her that you are the reason she doesn't have a custom cupcake. A custom cupcake. So have fun with that. <laughs> Although I'm sure I, I'm sure that'll somehow come back to me. So. Um, That's right. Greg from Brick, thank you for the call as always, and yeah. One second. Perfect. Yes, I think I got the phones finally going the right way. Greg from Brick, always fun. Thank you for calling in. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of it for the prop. Oh, one more prop bet I would like to point out there is who performs who performs first at the halftime show today. And there's, a, like I said, I think there's like five different stars. And to put it out there now, I think they're going to put Snoop Dogg out there first because, you know, Pretty sure Snoop Dogg's a big LA guy. I, I'm not gonna act like I know a lot of stuff about these these artists. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, and oh, here's one more prop that I want to put out there too. So how many times are they gonna pull the chains out for a measurement for like one of those close like you know like third and one and they like a QB sneak and or if it's like a third down or whatever and the guy's right near the the first down marker. How many times are they going to put the chain out? The bet US has the over under at one and a half. So I'm going to say probably under. I don't think they don't really bring the chains out a lot. I feel like they always do like once a game for show and then it's like, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, we got a great game tonight. I can't wait. If you got any last minute calls you want to put in and you want to put your prediction out there, now's the time. If not, we are going to wrap it up in a few moments here. The number is 610-519-7202. You got about three minutes or you're done. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I think of the people who called in today, it seems like, in myself, it seems like the majority is thinking Rams. We come, you know, Greg from Brick was thinking uh, Bengals. I, I really, you know, I'm just hoping it's a close game. I don't think it will be, as my as I've said before, but I'm just hoping for a good game. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I have no rooting interest. You know, thank God I'm the rooting against the Patriots for like the eighth year now. I'm glad they haven't been in it for a few years. It's been kind of refreshing. Um, so, yeah, and the Giants obviously aren't in, so I don't have to worry about rooting for them. Might be a while before that happens again, so we'll see. I do actually, speaking of Super Bowls, my only Giants Super Bowl memory that I do have um, – a whole family was together, and we did watch the game. And, like, the thing I remember from that game, too, is, like, an obscure – I mean, because it was, what, 2012 – 2011 season, but it was in 2012. So I was literally, like, 10 years old. But – or, no, it was the beginning of 2012, so I would have been nine. Yeah, I was nine years old. I don't remember a lot from that game, but, like, three moments I remember, and they're three obviously really big ones. Um, the three things I can literally remember watching on that TV screen was the – Tom Brady, the was like it was like, I forget what it was called the, the intentional down. No, what's it called? I I can't believe I'm blanking on the penalty name. What's it? Intentional downing or something? Oh, intentional grounding. Oh my gosh, I sounded like such an uninformed fan right there. 
Oh, yeah, t- the, the intentional grounding call, like, really early in the game. He threw that ball over the middle, I think, just to try to get it away, and there was no receiver near it, and they called an intentional grounding. And I think it ended up being a safety because they were so close to the goal line. So, or, yeah, yeah. And then I remember, I do, I, unless I've just watched the highlights enough, that that's why I remember it, but I believe I remember watching that Mario Manningham catch on the sideline. Not talked about nearly as much as the helmet catch, and I understand why the helmet catch, obviously, how many times the guy caught it off his helmet in a Super Bowl, but the Mario Manningham catch on the sidelines is arguably just as, if not more, impressive. I mean, he was literally like 40 yards away from from where Eli threw it, and he caught it right just in front of the line. There's like two defenders right on him, and... Really, in my opinion, not talked about. That whole Super Bowl isn't talked about enough. But I guess it's, you know, since the Giants, when they beat him the first time, that was obviously a bigger story because this is 16-0. and And what could have been, I believe, what, 19-0? and Because, yeah, they would have got the bye. So, yeah, it would have been 19-0. and But it was not. So, yeah, and obviously I remember when the Giants won, I think my whole extended family got together and we all went nuts because we were all rooting for the Giants. We all had our Giants gear on. It was a really – it was a fun time. I remember that. Um, Yeah, well, maybe in like 20 years I'll get to see another Giants Super Bowl. But um, anyway, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. I want to thank you if you called in, and I want to thank you if you're listening now. Thank you for being here for me. I want to shout out Mom again. Happy birthday. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Um, hope you eat some good dip. Um, I know that's kind of the big thing on my block with everyone making special, some special dip. I don't really eat it. I don't care, but you know, hopefully, hopefully that those custom cupcakes that I didn't, you know, get any, of course, very conveniently. And I believe you got a carrot cake waiting for you as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to thank you, mom, for being a great mom. And I hope you have a great birthday. And I like to shout out producer Kylie. She's not in the studio right now. She's in the middle of her soccer, like literally playing soccer, like right now. She probably just kicked the ball or something. I don't know. Doing soccer stuff right now. She's not in the studio, but she's been in every episode before this. I want to thank her. She's such a big part of this. Um, makes it a lot easier. Definitely more difficult without her today because it's a lot more to manage. But I want to thank her. She's such, she's great part of the show and she's also just a big uh, really just great to have here so um yeah thank you producer kylie and if anyone knows any good places to get valentine's day dinner near the kop area please shoot me a text because i gotta find somewhere for us to go eat tomorrow and i don't really know anywhere but i'm sure i'll figure it out but hey if you know anything in this area that's nice but not too expensive because i'm a poor college student That would be wonderful. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to follow the Instagram. It's Tanella's underscore takes. Uh, I just kind of post stuff whenever I feel like it, but I'll post show info usually around during – I mean I posted it kind of late today, but anything going on the show, if anyone's coming on, if you need the phone number, if I say the number too quick on the air or if, if I haven't said it enough, you can find it there. So, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Follow the Instagram and stay classy, Villanova.